Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Hour number two, Fantasy Best Friends Forever, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. That's Frank Stanfield. I'm Greg Sussman. Join today. I like the shirt. Thank you. For the closer, Chris Metro. What's up, Chris? What's good? How you guys doing? Happy Mother's Day, belated Mother's Day to everybody's mothers out there. It is your boy, Chris Venture, the closer here. I'm feeling a little under the weather, but it's all right. Uh, what's going on with you? It man? is the weather, maybe. Well, yeah. The Saturday, again, Friday and Saturday here in New York, we get 70 degree weather. And then yesterday, 40 degrees and raining. Today, 50 degrees and raining. Yeah. Sucks. Raining every day. I think it's raining. It's very easy to get, to get sick right now. Yeah. Well, I, I do like the shirt as well, but Greg, why do you like the shirt? It's you cool. You don't like video games. I, mean, I played Game Boy back in the day. Oh, yeah. did you? Yeah, of course. Uh, so how the hell did you have a Game Boy? And, and not, not Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> Come on, Greg. Game Boy I mean, was, that's a reasonable question. Yeah. No, 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 no. See, the Game Boy I had was like the old one. Oh, the original. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pokemon Red version came out for the original Game Boy. I never played Pokemon. That was towards Red the and end blue. of that. Came out for the original game. The original, I remember like, big playing silver one? Yeah, yeah. I, I just, the gray one. I gray one. Yeah, yeah. I, I still own my original Game Boy back in the day. That's cool. I got another. Yeah. I, I had, remember playing I the had, red version on it. So I had that Game Boy, and I had one more Game Boy after that. Oh, so you, yeah, you went through Game Boy Color. Era. Yeah, Game Boy Color. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I had like a, a teal And one. it ended cool. there. That was it. That was it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I, I, I have like every Nintendo system that was ever made. What did you think? So what did you think of Game of Thrones, Chris, overall? Uh, I thought that episode was good. I... I think, you know, everything leading up to this is kind of rushed. So that's, that's the thing that bothers me. They should have extended it a little further and think, went a little all, more in depth. Sure. But, we're all in agreement. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm happy the way uh, a lot of things panned out. Especially, obviously, Jamie, my favorite character, he got what he wanted. He did. He ended his career in a good way. He killed a guy who was really cocky, and I hated that guy anyway. You're on. Yeah. So you're I was on. happy about all that. Really, it was a lot like <laughs> Joshua Jackson. I saw everybody downstairs. He looks like a beefed-up Joshua Jackson. You guys know who Joshua Jackson is? Sounds familiar. Think, yeah, I'm going to assume you're not talking about the Phoenix Suns no, forward. No, 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 no. <laughs> Just write Euron Greyjoy, okay, Joshua yeah, Jackson. Yeah, he does. I'm looking it up now. Yeah, that's what I thought of the first time I saw him. So what is Joshua Jackson actually in? Because he looks very... So he's, fam- he's in Mighty Ducks. He was oh, a star in Mighty Ducks. Oh, yeah, Dawson's yeah, yeah. Dawson's Creek. Dawson's, Dawson's Creek. Creek. Yeah, yeah. The Skulls. Okay. The he does Affair. Look like him. Yeah, he does. A right? lot. I always wanted to watch the movie The Affair. It's a TV show. Well, he yeah, didn't I'm thinking fit, about something though. else then. Euron <laughs> didn't fit Game of Thrones. He's like character. that character, yeah. that guy. Oh, Kinga watches this show, The Affair. That's what it is. <laughs> I don't watch it. <laughs> I've seen it like on in the house before. That's why it sounded familiar. I thought it was something else. I lied. Cersei should have got it worse, I guess, but that wouldn't complete Jamie's story. That though. would be that's what I wanted to. Yeah. Um uh, I know well, person- you previewed a tweet. I did. So one person really liked it mm-hmm. uh, last night. And to those complaining, uh, this person, Chris, said this. 
Everyone complaining can unite and write the final book together. I already have the title for you. Game of Groans. Throng, throng of Cries and Gripes. Oh, man. Uh, you like that venture? Yeah. What do you think of that tweet? I kind of like it. You like it? You're in on that tweet? It, it's, Would uh, you retweet that? No. No? No. Probably not. Because I don't... I can understand some people complaining. That's Everyone complaining can unite and write the final book together. I already have the title for you. Game of Groans. Throng of Cries and Gripes. <laughs> it's, all, it's actually decently creative, Greg. Throng? Throng of Cries and Gripes. How it, much rhy- it rhymes with, <laughs> with the original uh, book. How much thought do you think he put into that tweet? Not much. Probably not much. Uh, but I could be lying. <laughs> Game of Groans. <laughs> Throng of cries and gripes. If, if, if said tweeter does happen to contact you throughout the show, let me know what their response is because I would love to know. You got to remember it's a show, so you can't, I, I, you can't be too hard on it. They've done a great job to, to this season, really. I mean, it the show's to be been great. Over. You could tell. That, that's, yeah. To me, that's the saddest part. Yeah. Is that you could tell that they just all kind of want it to be over. Well, and I don't s- know if it starts at the top with like the writers, but. Maybe it's the actors and the actresses too. Maybe they just want to move on and think about it. They've been they've been doing this for the past well, almost ten years. Yeah. So it's a lot of time and, and emotion invested into you know one role and and one show. And maybe everyone just kind of wants to move on. But it sucks. It feels like we're kind of being uh, let down a little bit here. It feels like there's a lot on the table that we still need to know about. Yeah. But like I was saying to Matt. That's why you go out and read the books. You got to read the books, yeah. If you want more detail, that, that's what you have to do. Exactly. And you, you that's said what I'm so, going to do now. You said something interesting before, earlier, um, about how the writers are moving on to Star Wars. Yes, they are. So maybe that... It seems like they're just yeah. kind of ready to do that. Probably. That makes sense. And everyone's already been making, so, uh, yeah. making jokes about it. Imagine you are the writers to ruin both Game of Thrones and Star Wars in your lifetime. It's not good to be. You don't want to be known as that person. Uh, he didn't. I wouldn't say they ruined. Yeah, no, yeah, they, yeah. they didn't. But like the people who are overly critical of the show right now are like, so, "It's over. This is worse than the ending of Dexter. Oh my god! No, nothing's worse than the ending of Dexter." I honestly, I didn't, I didn't even get the there. Of Dexter, yeah, I didn't. Even get I know there. a lot of people did, but the ending of Dexter. Was Normally, worse. I'm very. I'm the, the most pessimistic person. Dude, right? The ending of Dexter was the worst thing I've ever seen. Was it? Life. All right, you know, sorry. You, you've seen it, yes. Yeah. You want me to tell you what it is? I love the show. Yeah, because I, I got to see. No, no, no. no. You should watch. You should watch. No, 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 no. You no, should no, no, watch no. it. I'm going to tell you exactly. Yeah. Did you no, watch the watch end it. of season four, by the way? Did you finish season four? Season four is best season. Yes. I'll tell you what season. No, I think I, everything I, kind of goes downhill after that. Agree, correct. The season I stopped watching was the first episode of the season where she died. Uh, uh, what's her name? The season that Rita died? Rita died. Yeah, that episode. After that episode, I stopped watching. Okay, so that was, that's, the, that's the last episode of season four. Rita dies. It's the last episode of season four is where Rita dies. That was one of the biggest, like, oh my god, moments. Oh my when god, I saw that happen so much. Like, so yeah. Well, then I watched the next episode. I feel like it kind of reiterated a lot of that episode. Then it might have. That was the first episode of season five. Right. Was, okay. I remember a lot of that having to do with that. I remember the car crash or something uh, on the highway. Was it Dexter who got into a car crash or somebody? I don't know. But after that, I think it might have been Dexter actually. Yeah, I think it was yeah, Dexter. Yeah. And I right after that episode, I stopped. So it got built up. Anyway, so instead of being built up like they're all going to find him, mm-hmm. nobody was really searching for him other than LaGuerta, uh, who he later killed. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so it ended. You thought, like, all right, and he had to go to jail or he'd get killed, right? Yeah. True story. His sister had to do something with it, right? He fakes his death and becomes a lumberjack. No. He doesn't that, want to kill anymore. The way that you're, he has no urge the way that to kill you're him. describing no, no, it. Oh, he's, he's still killing. killing. Well, Greg, yeah, okay. I mean, there's like a... there's. 
there's obvious like there's there's a lesson to be learned from this. Like he has to live in exile by himself for the rest of his life because of what he did. And and that's like yeah, you can't get away with like he did. He went into exile to become a lumberjack. Well, yeah, that's how he's going to live the rest of his life alone. So I read that Showtime. I don't know how true this is or not. I read that Showtime wouldn't let the creators kill Dexter off just in case they wanted to ever bring it back and do a movie or something. Well, that's no, dumb. I don't know if that's true or not. But at the same time, no one probably would have expected that ending. It was terrible. It was panned. <laughs> you guys <laughs> agree to disagree. I didn't hate it. You want to know the wor- I know a lot. Most want, people hate it. You want to know the worst ending? I'm, I'm in the minority. You want to know the worst ending of a show I've ever watched? Is it Sopranos? No, 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 no. Did you guys ever watch The Killing? No. No, I heard of that. Okay. So The Killing was a show on AMC, and it starred uh, Muriel Enos and Joel... Uh, is Joel Kinnaman that did it? Joel Kinnaman does like, a lot of stuff that you know, Frank. He's awesome, this guy. You like that guy or no? Mm, not right. the way that he looks there. Maybe, okay. maybe in like a different role. So it started these two people, right? And basically, first episode, a little girl gets killed, right? It's mm-hmm. like, all right, so they're the detectives, and they all have the personal demons or whatever. Who killed the girl? It's the, t- the whole show is about... The who- whole first season. The whole first season is about who killed the girl, right? Mm-hmm. So, of course, after every episode, you think it's somebody else, and there's all these red herrings and whatever. Right. Who-, who killed the girl? You get to the final episode, they don't tell you. You gotta watch season two to find out who killed the girl. What? Yeah. The whole thing is, who killed Rosie Larson? And the, after the season one's over, they well, they're don't... Giving, they're giving they, you a cliffhanger, Greg. They don't tell you who kills Rosie Larson. The entire first, se- first season meant nothing. You had to watch season two to find out. It was I said, all build-up. I said, F this, I'm never watching the show ever again. And then I didn't. All right, well, I mean, they leave you on a cliffhanger. They're no, no, trying no. to get you to come back and watch. No, you, you don't understand. It was, they got so much heat for this. Oh, really? Because every billboard was like, who killed Rosie Larson? But you never found out who killed Rosie Larson. Find out you in can't, season two. Yeah, yeah you can't correct. leave a seasonal cliffhanger like that where the whole purpose of the first season was to the, figure correct. that out. It wasn't like she died in the last episode and you're like trying to find out who killed her. Yeah, yeah. The first episode, she dies. Ten episodes later, you don't know who killed her. Yeah, that's annoying. It's a joke. But have you seen any reviews about it since then? Like season oh, it got, two? It was, so a lot of people felt like me and was just like, this is the most pathetic thing I've ever seen in my life. And I, I, I don't forget who killed her now. Yeah. But... Um, it got a lot of backlash. Even season two, they said it wasn't good? Like, like, no, I, I, no. Okay, no? No. Because I was wondering if they redeemed themselves. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so. Let's talk some baseball? Let's talk some great. baseball. Let's talk some baseball. What did you, Chris, what did you, what did you watch this weekend? Anything, uh, anything stand out? Um, uh, Josh Bell. <laughs> you know, obviously. Josh Bell can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Uh, Beast, obviously. Uh, Giolito start. Stood out to me. I picked him up right before this start, and uh, I'm happy I did. I think he could be a long-term option, so I'm on that. Uh, and the Yankees, obviously, taking two out of three. Yeah, huge big. start yesterday Very by big. Tanaka too. Just mm-hmm. over, not just talking about it from like a Yankee fan perspective. Blake Snell was still awesome, although he ran into some trouble here. Just watching him mow people down. I think he had like seven strikeouts in the first yeah. three innings. I mean, the guy was just absolutely well. He ended dominant. with seven, I think. Right? Um, yeah, he was awesome. But, I mean, Tanaka, you really needed to see a nice little bounce-back performance from Tanaka here. And you could argue, look, Tanaka could have went complete game yesterday, Greg. What do you have, 75 pitches through seven? or Something like that? So he could have gone a little bit further, but I think they were just playing it safe because it was like, it was about to be like the fourth time through the order. So they, you know, the entire Rays lineup had seen this guy like three times already. So 
I think they were just playing it safe, and Aaron Boone has always kind of been that way, but nice little bounce-back performance here for Tanaka. I think uh, most people needed to see that. Makes you feel better about owning him again, whether he's your SP3, your SP4, um, whatever it might be. Greg, something that stood out to me, and we should talk about it now, especially in deeper leagues, if he's available, Aledonis Diaz. I find him interesting because Jose Altuve is on the injured list, and Aledonis Diaz is playing well right now, and he's batting in the middle of a really good lineup with the Houston Astros. So if you play in a deeper league, you play in an AL-only league, or you play in a 15-team mix, you need a middle infielder for maybe the next week or two, or if you're the Jose Altuve owner, you just want to handcuff it. Aledemus Diaz, Greg, I think is a really sneaky pickup right now. Aledemus Diaz, all right. Sure. Listen, sure. He was good on St. Louis for a year. For for a half a year. Half a year, yeah, half a year. (laughs) I mean, I had him throughout that whole time, and... For that streak, for that, and it was a long streak where he was really good. I thought he was going to be something. So I'm not against it, you know? Greg, can we address the elephant in the room? What's the elephant in the room, man? We have an elephant in the room? Uh, Initials MS? Malix? Uh, Smith? I I, I don't see an issue. Is there there something that that he's known about? I wrote on my Patreon yesterday that if you play in a 12-team league, um, I would recommend putting like 7 to 9% of your fab on him. Uh So being... Being pretty aggressive, and a few people in the chat today are, are talking about picking up Malik Smith, and a couple of people tweeting me talking about picking up Malik Smith. Absolutely raking in the minors since he's gone down. He has like eight stolen bases. He's hitting over 350. The Mariners sent Braden Bishop back down to the minors yesterday. All indications seem that Malik Smith is going to be up today or in the very near future. So again, like what I said about him at the time when we you know got into a shouting match over Malik Smith is, I think he's a le- legitimate hitter. Like. Is he a, you know, 350 hitter? Is he like a batting type? No, but can he be a 270 hitter? Serviceable? He's much better than the sub-200 batting average we saw early yeah. on in the season. And he's one of the fastest guys in the league. And the Mariners, you know, what are they playing for? They need to find ways to generate offense. I think they're just going to let him and D. Gordon, D. Gordon, who could be back at some point too, didn't land on the IL. Mm-hmm. I think they're just going to give these guys, you know, free, free reign on the bases. So if Malik Smith is out there and you need stolen bases... Or, or just a five outfielder league, just pick this guy up anyway. Even if you don't need him, if you play in a league where stolen bases are a thing, you should pick this guy up because once he comes back mm-hmm. and he performs well, even if you don't need him, you could just trade him away. Remember, this was a guy being drafted as a top 40 outfielder this year, Venture. Right. Yeah, and listen, you, you're picking him up off the waiver wise. But what's really interesting is it's the 13th, and you guys have a bet for the 15th. <laughs> yeah. I think I think he's gonna be up in the next. Okay. I think he's gonna be up either by the fifteenth so or she's getting real she's close. The Mariners play today, so they do. Yeah, Greggy, Greggy. All I, I have to do, all I have to do, is survive one series. Right? I think you could do it. I just have to survive this one series against Oakland. The most annoying thing is it, like when he gets called up on Friday when it's like right. May sixteenth or seventeenth, whatever it is. Yep, that's this so frustrating. Thursday, I'll, like, I'll just th- miss it. Thursday will be fine. <laughs> Thursday's May sixteenth. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? I'll I'll also bring this up too, Greg. It is going to be close. Something else I noticed over the weekend. Oh, good thing you didn't see me because many uh, expletives going on almost ripped my hair out. uh, A man by the name of uh, Daniel Murphy. Big Dan. (laughs) Where's Daniel Murphy, everybody? Only five games this week, too. I'm benching him. In the leagues where I own him, I'm benching him. I guess I'm benching him for Ronnie. Rodriguez. Ronnie! Ronnie Rodriguez, Ronnie Rod. who hit two bombs on Saturday. And when My I say man. bombs, I mean bombs. This guy hit a 450-foot bomb to like the upper deck in target field. The guy crushed it. He is getting it done right now. He's hitting the ball hard, putting it in the air. He's a smaller dude for a middle infielder. He packs a lot of punch. 
He plays seven games this week. Daniel Murphy plays five games. They're all on the road, and I believe he faces three lefties. Yeah. Bud Black, I don't know what's going and on he's right now. pinch hitting and stuff like Look, there might be something going on under, under, you know, under the radar that we don't really know about. Maybe Daniel Murphy's still dealing with an injury. Most likely. Maybe they really just, they don't want to push him too hard because he just came back from an injury. I know he kind of had something about like a back discomfort last week. So they might not just be not pushing him too hard, but is it a coincidence that every time he gets rest, it's against a left-handed pitcher? Is this guy just a platoon player at this point? He came in yesterday against a lefty with bases loaded, hit a pinch hit, base clearing double venture. Mm -hmm. I'm benching him this week. If you own Daniel Murphy, are you benching him? I don't, but um, I would, yes. Yes. I think he, Bud he's got Black. five games there on the road, and I, I believe three of them are against a lefty. So I think Bud Black's having a tough time managing this lineup. Why do I still. You got three lefties in five games, Greg. You might only get three or four games out of Daniel Murphy this week. Why do I still own Ryan McMahon? <laughs> I, I, I dropped him. <laughs> no, someone, uh, you know, my friend texted me yesterday, can I drop Ryan McMahon? I said, yeah. He did well yesterday. Two to four. He actually yeah. did all right, but. Two to four is lucky. I don't know. It's like he's still sitting sometimes in favor of Garrett Hampson against lefties. Overall, he's just not performing even when he plays against righties. He had all home games last week, still didn't perform. Yeah. Look, if you need to win, if you're starting to fall behind, I'm 2-4. and four. I can't afford to have these guys in my lineup who aren't playing. You're right. Ryan McMahon, you're on the cut line. Lose weight now. Go to fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 Fantasy Sports Today The uh, Red Sox, they're a game over 500 You know, when did this happen, right? I mean, uh, they're averaging uh, in their last 11 games Somewhere a little little over 6 runs per game Uh, So I, I think that uh, they are talked about, you know, the Rays being there all year long. Uh, Yankees hanging on, you know, even though all their injuries. But let's not forget about the Red Sox. Saturdays, 8 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. It's funny that you mentioned elephants in the room, Frankie. And you mentioned Malik Smith. You mentioned Daniel Murphy. Mm-hmm. You don't mention the real elephant in the room that we haven't talked about yet. What would that be, Greg? And that's the massive injury to Tyler Glass. That stinks. Yeah. 
And, and Chris, we were putting Tyler Glass now in that top tier category with some of these really, really good pitchers. You were all in. Mm-hmm. And didn't see that one coming. Didn't see that one coming. No. <laughs> Can't predict injury, guys. Yeah. Forearm strain to Tyler Glasnow on Friday night, I believe. Yep. And we comes out over the weekend. It looks like there is no uh, significant damage, which is the good news. But he is going to be out for four to six weeks yeah. with that forearm strain. We'll obviously talk to um, Dr. A about that. But crushing blow if you've been riding Tyler Glass now. You obviously, um, given the timetable, you're looking at the all-star break for Tyler Glass now. And you wonder if he's the same guy when he comes back. That's always the question mark yeah. that you're going to have. Will he find it again? That sucks, Chris. Yeah, especially with a young guy who was just starting to you know, harness his skills, it's tough. But listen, when, if you own him, right, the only thing you can do is IL stash him. At least you can IL stash him, pick somebody IL else spots. up. If you have IL spots, yeah. Which, you, you know, can't drop should. him. You can't do anything can't drop with him, him. Yeah. obviously. You can't uh, trade him. Might be a nice little opportunity if you're playing a dynasty league and you're in a rebuilding year right now to try and buy low on Tyler Glass now. Something that I would look into doing. Um, yeah, he's dealing with a forearm strain. At least he didn't have to have any surgery. He is shut down. Uh, looks like a four to six week Timetable. A lot of people were asking, well, you know, who's going to get the call for Tampa Bay? Is there going to be some significant call-up? And I don't know that there is because Brent Honeywell yeah, has said, had a setback, and he hasn't pitched yet, and he's still working his way from Tommy John surgery. Uh, Brendan McKay, who is their like, Shohei Otani-esque pro- uh, prospect in the minors where he's a DH, but he's also a left-handed pitcher. Mm-hmm. He's only in A, and his ETA is more so next year than this year. I don't think they're going to rush him. The only one that I could think of, if you're playing a deeper league, AL only, you want to stash him for now. Former top prospect, also coming back from Tommy John surgery, Greg, and that's Jose De Leon. I was never really a big fan of his. Um, there just wasn't enough strikeout stuff there for me, but he's already made a few starts in the minors, and he's probably the next man up. Like, realistically, they probably just go with more opener strategies, and they'll use Ryan Yarbrough, and they'll use Yanni Torinos and, and Jalen Beeks. But if there is a prospect that you just want to keep your eye on, it's Jose De Leon. Yeah. So De Leon come back from home time with John's surgery, as you mentioned. The name that that I thought would get called up, and he, I'm trying to see how he's been in the minors this year. Shane, uh, very very bad. Uh, I thought Jacob Faria would be the guy because you know he had some prospect pedigree. A couple, of, uh, a lot of people shine. were really excited about him. A couple yeah, of years it, it was, he's, he's been going, really bad. He was in going the into last year, right? That he that there was some shine on him. And it was he, two years ago, I think, when he got called up originally, and that's when he was dominating. Last year, exactly. he was being drafted, but then... That's what, that's what I'm saying. Going into last year, there was, there was shine on him. People liked him. He was bad last year, got option AAA, started the year in AAA this year. Uh, he's been awful. His K-9 has been excellent, but the ERA is over seven right now in AAA, so it's been very bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Jose De Leon is pitching at high A ball right now. Through two starts, he has a 3.86 is that, ERA. Is that rehab in high A ball, or that's just where he is? No, that's rehab. Okay. Yeah. Because he was much further along than this. Like, he was on the precipice of, like, being a major leaguer before he, yeah. he, he uh, had to get Tommy John surgery. Like, th- this was a guy who was consistently in AAA already. So, yeah, 20- he's on a rehab assignment, kind of similar to what, you know, Miguel Sano was doing, where he started in high A. Then he's going to work his way up to double A. How soon? Get a few starts how, there. How soon he starts in AAA. Um, Sano. How soon will he be back? Yeah. Uh, I saw projections on CBS for him as early as this week. Okay. I don't know that he's going to be back this week, but... He was someone else that I also wrote about on my Patreon that if he's available in your 12-team league, he is he's Joey Gallo with 
the injury-prone label. That, that's who he is. Like, if you look at his batted ball profile, he hits the ball extremely hard. Uh, since he's come into the league, his hard hit rate is fourth highest in baseball. So since the start of 2015, there's only three hitters that are ahead of him in terms of his hard hit rate. That would be uh, that would be J.D. Martinez, Trevor Story, and Paul Goldschmidt. So he's in good company. You know he hits the ball really hard, yeah. venture, but he struggles with strikeouts. So very similar to Joey Gallo. Uh, Joey Gallo. Going to have a low batting average, but gives you a lot of pop. I've admittedly always been a Miguel Sano supporter, but he's a knucklehead, man. It's, mm. He either has something going on off the field or injuries. Again, he hurt his heel celebrating in the Dominican League when they won the championship. Yeah. Your job is to be ready for your real job. Yeah. <laughs> for the Minnesota Twins. You're a professional League ball player. Championship. I know that you love playing. I, you're playing in other leagues in the offseason. All right, I get it. You want to... You want to hone your skills. You want to get better. That's fine. But mm-hmm. really, that's how you hurt yourself? Okay, yeah, yeah. So he's just a knucklehead, man. But I, I've always been a, a big supporter of Miguel Sano. I think the talent is there. The talent is definitely there. The power is real. Like, you know, obviously, Gallo, I think Gallo is obviously uh, maybe a better version of him because the yeah, walk rate for is, Gallo yeah. is better. Uh, I just don't, I can't buy into a Sano right now. The injuries coupled with the mental capacity, I'm afraid of Sano. Uh, if I'm really hurting at third base or whatever, I'm hurting at a position, maybe I'll take a chance on it in a 15-teamer, maybe even a 12-teamer. But, you know, I got Michael Chavez, someone like that. You know, I'm not looking at that way, you know. I'm just not, I'm worried about him. Like, I, I need to see stuff first. You know what I mean? I want to see him on the field doing his thing. Right, he's only 28% owned. Should that be higher? Probably, yeah. In, in this juice ball, I mean, this is a guy who could come back Crush and legitimately it. hit Crush 25 it. home runs the rest of the way. It wouldn't could. surprise me. You mentioned Michael Chavis, who had a good day yesterday, but he was on an 0 for 18 cold, slump. Yeah. Yep, he, was. Uh, he, he got very cold. And he, That's going to happen. What I was going to say was, when a guy gets cold like that, you're nervous about him being pulled out of the lineup, something happening, and they stuck with him, the Red Sox, which was a very good news. I applaud them for yes. that. Yes, yes. And he, you know, maybe he's coming back out of it, and it's good to see that sign, too. And, and look at his numbers Bullshit. overall, right? So you knew he was going to struggle a little bit with strikeouts. Strikes out 26.7% of the time. But Venture, something that you always hang your hat on, and I agree with this, if you're a young player and you strike out a lot, at least be able to walk a lot. And that's exactly what Michael Chavez does. He has a 16.3% walk rate, mm-hmm. which is just massive. Right. That's huge for a young player. Yeah, I'm all over. I mean, you know, I jumped on him early. Third base, second base eligible. Um, young has that high ceiling that you covet, especially in keepers leagues. And, uh, you know, he was so hot at the time. And this is also the Greg theory. You know, you grab him right away. Grab the guy that's hot now. Yeah. So you got him hot now at the time, which was you know, a couple weeks ago, I would still dive into him, even though he cooled off a little bit. I think he's got the capability. If he could keep that walk rate up, he's got the plate discipline and the mentality to, you know, not keep long cold streaks going, even though he Ks a lot. Greg, we spoke about Daniel Murphy and benching him in a five-game week. Michael Chavis also has a five-game week. All the five games are at home. Sure. But some tough matchups here. Has to face Herman Marquez, not the easiest task. Has to face Garrett Cole, Corbin Martin, Brad Peacock, and it's only five games. Are you leaving Michael Chavis in your lineup? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who the other option is, obviously. Yeah. But in, in general, In the yeah. one league where I own Michael Chavis, 12-team home league, I, I'm leaving Michael Chavis in there. Over. I'm starting him over Daniel Murphy. I have Daniel Murphy on the bench. Okay. I'm leaving Michael Chavis in there. I think and at least sense. I know he's going to play. Right. How many games does Murphy have? Five. Five. Yes. Yeah, so. And three of them are against lefties. Yeah. So if he even gets benched for one, you're looking at a four-game like Daniel week. Murphy, it's crazy because Daniel Murphy throughout his career hasn't always been a platoon. He's player. not bad against lefties. No. That's why I'm wondering if there's something underlying right now. I spent all weekend trying to trade away. What did I say on Friday when I was freaking out, or Thursday, rather? 
I was shopping Giancarlo Stanton from this team. For everybody. Frank was going nuts. I'm 2-4. and four, <laughs> So, in a head-to-head league, I don't want to fall too far behind. Yeah. So, I'm trying to get anything that can help me right now. I offered up a few trades. I offered, like, Stanton and Michael Franco for Anthony Rendon. I thought it wasn't a terrible trade offer. Mm-hmm. You get a third baseman, and then you'll get Stanton whenever he's back. Uh, I offered Stanton straight up for Zach Wheeler. Nothing. Uh, he's actually thinking about that. It's, okay. it's not happening as of now. And then I almost did Stanton for Glass now, but but thank God the uh, the opposing owner backed out because oh. man, if I would have done that, I was I would have just probably just threw in the flag, uh, you know, threw in the early <laughs> towel on this team and been like, all right, it's not meant to happen, you know. If I, if you trade for Glass now and he gets hurt, day later, it's just yeah. not meant to happen. So. It's like the guys downstairs, right? They traded away uh, Corey Kluber for Stanton. They got Stanton back, and then Kluber immediately hit the DL. Hit the DL, and, right, and right. Stanton, we're still not, not getting any updates, so. You I don't even really, really know what's I, going I, on. I, I thought I did read an update on Stanton, like something somewhat positive. I haven't seen anything on. Speaking oh, of, uh, speaking of injuries, this is something else we're going to ask. Uh, I guess we asked Doctor Ray about it last week, but uh, Durant, Kevin Durant, when it goes to the NBA, Durant is out for Game One of the Western Conference Finals. That will be tomorrow night. He he is not being reevaluated until Thursday. Game Two is Thursday. It seems unlikely he plays Game One or Two. We'll see what happens after that. Greggy, it, it's a sad day here in New York City. What's going on? It is no longer happy Talkman Day. <gasps> Talkman has been optioned. Oh, no! With the team ready to activate Aaron Hicks. So, yep. not that I think anyone was rostering Talkman outside of maybe AL only leagues if you start five. I had Talkman in the pit league for a while. But, <laughs> yes, he was. We were, we were talking with Sandro about this yesterday. We were trying to figure out who's the Yankee that's going to get yeah. sent down. So, it it's, ultimately ends up being Talkman. Oh, um, man. You know, over if, Tyro, if, you had, huh? if you had Aaron Hicks on your IL, looks like he's ready to throw back in your lineup. Well, Tyro plays the infield, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, and he's versatile. He could play like second and shortstop too. Mm-hmm. Kind of a and Cameron utility. Middle, middle Cameron Maven guy. survives this. Yeah. So I don't. The thing is, I don't think Cameron Maven has options. He doesn't. So I think yeah, you he, either DFA him or. Well, I thought, they, I thought they DFA him. <laughs> I, they probably just like the uh, having speed. that kind of speed element. Yeah, off the makes bank, sense. You know? Makes sense. Yeah, it does. So now the uh, the outfield will be Aaron Hicks. Clint Frazier. Clint Frazier and Brett Gardner. Brett, Brett yep. Gardner with Cameron Maven as like a... They might Gardner. use him against lefties and bench like Brett Gardner, Gardner or something yep. like that. Yeah. Makes sense. And, you know, they'll, they'll give Aaron Hicks a few days off here and there early on, so they don't want to push him too hard right away. And, you know, that's another kind of frustrating situation. Not to the same level as Bud Black, but the Yankees are a team that's, you know, very careful with their players. They give guys off, seems like, more than other teams, you know? Mm-hmm. They, give, they give more regular days off, so... So now the, the Yankees missing in action are the corner out, the corner outfielders, their big eight, boppers, their man. ace, and their uh, primary reliever. All right, so <laughs> outside of Talkman, who's going to be uh, sacrificed next, Greg? Who's the next one to get hurt? Well, the thing is, oh, oh, Tyro. Oh well, no, Flavor no, Torres hurt? was dealing with the elbow thing oh, already. Yes, yeah, yeah. Luke Voigt's due to get hurt too. Voigt okay. and Torres, yeah. All right, so those are the next two. Oh, I hope we'll, not. we'll put in for like the Yankees death pool, you know, injured list. Pool. I think and, that's what we'll go with. Andohar might. He might still be hurt, man. Yeah, the guy's doing nothing right. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Maybe he wants to play third base. Maybe that's what it is. He's not used to DHing. Mm-hmm. No. Could be. I don't know. But Stanton, by the way, uh, limited to s- still soft toss and T-work. He could be cleared to hit off a machine soon if he experiences But no real time. That was the difference. same update we had last yeah. week. Yeah. So it's just crazy. There's just nothing going on with Stanton right now. There's no you know, timetable for it. It's just hopefully soon. Right, <laughs> someone else who's dealing with an injury right now, Nelson Cruz. Nelly. Dealing with uh, got hit yesterday on his wrist. He's going to get an MRI today. I'd probably get him out of my lineup just to be safe because I don't know if he's going to miss any time or not. 
kind of seems like he's going to miss at least some time. Yeah. So, worth mentioning, Nelson Cruz. And, and it sucks because the Twins play seven games this week, too. So, I picked up CJ Crone in one league just because um, they have seven games, and it seems like the playing time is going to be pretty safe, especially if anything's going on with Nelson Cruz. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of old Wiley veterans, Kendrick Morales was released today uh, by the Oakland Athletics. Marcana was activated off the IL. Obviously, Matt Olson is back as well. So that will be the end, it seems, for Kendrick Morales yeah. in Oakland. Maybe uh, for good. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, it's unfortunate for, for Kendrick Morales. We'll see mm-hmm. if, a, if a, you know, one of these other younger teams is just like throwing out like really bad players, if they just kind of need a bat in the lineup. Baltimore? DH or first base. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? We'll see what happens. But right, yesterday, uh, Martin Perez also got hit by a line drive in the his boy. foot. He was taken out right after that. Is expected to make, make his next start. Now, I own him in a few leagues. Did you watch the start? Because he got kind of shelled here. I was not watching it completely. I was watching Corbin Martin yesterday, and then mm-hmm. I was listening to uh, the Yankees and John Sterling uh, with, the, with the AirPods. So that's what I had going on. I was listening to the Yankees. I was watching Corbin Martin. Uh, but I did see that he gave up three runs in five innings. He came out for the sixth. If he would have made it through that with a quality start, you're all right with it. You're fine yeah. with it. I, ultimately, I, I did want better results against the Tigers. Right. Not really a lineup that I'm scared of. He did get seven Ks, though. He got crushed by uh, Cassianos twice yesterday. He gave up a two-run homer to yep. Cassianos. Yep. Gave, up a, gave up a double to him. So it seemed like that was the guy who was really having a lot of trouble. Were we saying that he ha- Was it him, him who he said hasn't really given up a home run yet and he was due to give up some homers? Or was it someone else? Because I, I, I kind of expected a... That might have been Domingo Herman. That might have been Herman. Yeah. Right. And Herman gave, gave up homers. a few homers on Friday night, mm-hmm. too. But I bring up Martin Perez, Greg, because while he's expected to make his next start, you don't know for sure. So Correct. in a weekly lineup, right now I'm playing it safe in my weekly lineup. I have him on the bench. Okay. But he's going up against Seattle, which is a lineup that's cooling off, and ideally I would want to get him in there. But I just worry that he might have some kind of setback or something randomly, and, and he doesn't get to start here. Who would you- what would you do if you own Martin Perez, Greg? Who's the other option? Yeah. I, have, I have Turnbull in the lineup right now going up against Oakland. And I have Merrill Kelly. I picked him up. I know he's been up and down. He faces San Francisco this week at home. And Merrill Kelly's been much better at home. He's got like a low threes ERA at home. And an ERA over six on the road. I like the ball, man. I'd probably start. I need to win. I'm two and four. You're so saying, that's why I don't want to take any risks of, of getting zero. You're starting only one of those guys? One of those three? I have to start two of those three. I also have Tyler Malley on the bench, but he's going up against the Dodgers in Great American Small Park. Yeah, keep him there. And I have you Darvish at the Reds. And I'm not starting him. I think I would start Bull and Merrill Kelly. That's what I have in right now. Yeah. I Definitely the Bull. Do. Yeah. Bull's been good. I mean, yeah. he wasn't great over the weekend. Um, but still. He, but he's okay. Yeah, five he, and two thirds. He's okay. Two earned runs. Though. Like, he's keeping the runs down. He's... He's finding a way to get out of all these jams that he gets himself into, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. He had four walks on Saturday. He also had a hit by pitch. So he was a little bit wild. That happens at times with him. Um, you know, he's had two four-walk games in his last four starts. So he's a little wild at times, but he gets the strikeouts. He had six strikeouts and five and two-thirds innings pitch. Uh, overall, he's been pretty good. But, yeah, I mean, I just really need him to get that, that quality start. And he's going up against the Oakland A's this week. And they've been without Chris Davis. And overall, their lineup uh, just hasn't been great. Right, right. Over the last seven days, the Oakland A's have a 632 OPS as a team that's 27th in baseball. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm looking at here. What do, what do we want to do? We got, we got some decisions to make in our GSTs. What, what would that be, Greg? 
uh, we starting Eric Thames this week? He has seven games. Right, play. yeah, this is something that we, we have to figure out. And Aguilar as well. Like, what do we do? We have Austin Meadows on our bench who only plays five, five games, games, but I think you just got to get him in there because he's awesome. He just Meadows. rips, yeah. He's awesome. All right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, how probably, many games? Probably put seven? him in for Eric Thames because ultimately they'll probably end up playing the same amount of games. Yeah, Thames isn't going to play. Thames doesn't play every seven. single yeah. day. He's missed, yeah. he hasn't started two out of the last four games. I mean, that's what you kind of expect from him right yeah. now. We knew that coming into the season. Aguilar's getting... Aguilar know. has started to heat up a little bit yeah. here. A little bit. He's got a so, one, two, three, four, five, six, six game inning streak. Pretty good. That's pretty good for him. Over the past seven days, Jesus Aguilar is batting 353. No homers, but five ribbies. And over during that same span, um, Eric Thames batting 273 with only one ribby. So... And over, let's see, over the last two weeks, Jesus Aguilar, 364. So, showing signs of coming around a little bit. We just need a little bit more pop. That's what we'll take. Right. We'll take Jesus Aguilar, if you're out there listening. Craig <laughs> Council, if you're out there listening. We'll take more strikeouts from Jesus Aguilar if it'll give us more power back. We like the Jesus Aguilar from last year. Yeah. Give us a near 30% strikeout rate, but also give us 30 home runs. Would you start? That's what we want. We're starting Yandy Diaz on a five-game five week. Andy Diaz, five games, or Derek Dietrich, six games. Let's talk about it. Oh, hey, Andy. lefties is Derek Dietrich's face. Face is two. So basically, it's a four-game week for Derek Dietrich. Okay. There it is. We'll take a break. Use Andy Diaz. We'll wrap up the show right after this. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to madesailors.com. That's madesailors.com. This next wave of guys that are coming up for the NBA, it's in pretty good shape. We still don't know who's going to replace that Mount Rushmore there, the face of the NBA uh, once LeBron goes away. But we do know that the talent level in the NBA, probably some of the best that we have uh, seen in a long, long time. These young guys are balling out. See, it's amazing what happens. LeBron steps aside and bam, look at that. Everyone else seems to rise to the occasion. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. The morning after. It's not the same Toronto team in past years, and it's not the same Portland team in past years. They're able to dig down deeper now. The agony of defeat over the years, understanding, all right, calm down, stay calm. Put it this way. A lot of times with the Warriors over the years, it'd be like, yeah, we're screwed. I don't think Portland take the court thinking we're screwed. I think they think, you know what, we can beat them. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. I just realized, Alex, I did not complete the read earlier in the show. I was talking about Kawhi and the awesome shot, and I told my story. So let me do both now. 
You want to make it rain like Kawhi Leonard? Go to pointsbet.com slash grid and open up a points bet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets. It's a $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, you bet the Giants minus three and they cover the spread by seven. You win seven times your stake. That's pointsbet.com slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and you get two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. Also, when there's a winner, there's a loser. Kawhi knocked out the 76ers. And you don't want to get knocked out. So make sure you take your shot and you open a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book, by going to FanDuel.com slash grid. Will you receive a free bet up to $500? That's a free bet up to 500 bucks when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Call into the show with your winning wager and walk us through the bet, the logic, all of it. We want to hear from you. So go to FanDuel.com slash grid, open up your new account, and claim your free wager for 500 bucks today. There you go. FanDuel.com slash grid. All right. So I got a trade offer. Uh, in my DMs just now. Someone slid in and wanted us to talk about it, a trade. All right. Right? Here we go. Mm-hmm. Clayton Kershaw. It's a big one. Clayton Kershaw. Paul Goldschmidt. Wilson Contreras. And I don't have any other information than what I'm giving. And a six-round pick. Contreras, Goldschmidt, Kershaw. And a six-round pick. For Giancarlo Stanton. Peter Alonzo, Wilson Ramos, and I assume this is Justin Turner. Justin Turner. Might be Trey Turner. Might be, but I'm assuming it's Justin. Changes things pretty tremendously. I'm going to assume it's Justin Turner and a third-round pick. Ten-team league. He's in ninth place. Which one is he? Do you get Ramos side? I'm not in it. Oh, this is not in your side. It's not to do with me. Someone slid into the DM. Clayton Kershaw. All the Goldschmidt. All Goldschmidt. Wilson Contreras. And a sixth. And a sixth round pick. For Stanton, Peter Alonzo, Wilson Ramos, and Justin Turner. And a third round pick. All right. So let's... Let's break this down. Alonzo... Let's go by position. Alonzo for Goldie. That's a wash. I say Goldie wins that. Well, it's, it's, it's a keepers league. Or? Oh, that's what we don't know too. Is is this, I, I assume if there's draft, it's involved, obviously it's keeper probably, league. It's, it's keeper obviously league. keeper league. Yeah. Oh, because it's a six round pick. Yeah. Right, right, right. All right. So in a keeper league, you'd rather have Alonzo than Goldie, and I mean, you'd much rather have Wilson Contreras and Wilson Ramos. Hmm. And then it's Stanton versus Kershaw. Seems like it's kind of a wash right now. Depends on what you need, but I think they have similar value. Kershaw's performing very well. But is he going to be able to keep that up in a keeper league? And then you get Justin Turner, too, and a third-round pick. And a third-round pick on that side? Mm-hmm. So it's tough because you're, you're in ninth place right now. Stanton's not going to help you right away. Nope. But Wilson Ramos in a 10 league is droppable, by the way. In a 10 league, Wilson Ramos is droppable. For who, though? Like Mitch Garver, one of those guys? Yeah, James McCann, whatever. 
But he still Robinson has higher Torino's. upside of those guys. So like, you know, if he were able to turn it around, he's better than those guys. Sure, you know, no like, doubt. But, he, but like a 280 hitter with like 12 home runs the rest of the way. He stinks right now. Yeah, he, he does. does. Killing you. Uh, I lean with, in a keeper league, the, uh, the Peter Alonzo side. Because you get the third round pick too, so you get the better pick. So it's Alonzo Ramos. It's Stanton, Peter Alonzo, Wilson Ramos, and Turner. We don't know if this is Justin Turner or Trey Turner. That obviously changes it tremendously. Right. Let's see. If we- either, I mean, either way, Justin Turner is a really is a really good player. He could help you now. He maybe will be able to help you for the next couple of years in keeper league. Um, Trey Turner obviously has much higher upside for longer term. But to get a third round pick instead of a sixth, he's giving away the sixth. This, this kid, he's in ninth place, right? He's he's giving the Kershaw side. I I, I think we should just say like what side has, you like he, more. He is on the Kershaw side. Okay, so he owns those players. Okay, he's in ninth. So he's giving away. That's really interesting. He's he, getting a better pick. Getting a better pick. He's, he's getting, getting better keepers. Better Stud keepers. First baseman of the future. I think he probably makes this move. He's in ninth place at a tenth right now. He gets the third round pick, and right. he gets Peter Alonso, who's a better keeper than anybody else. Mm-hmm. The keepers that he's getting back, I think, are worth it. And the third round pick. So he also has the Grom and when you're Sale in ninth on place. Team. He yes. continues to DM me. That's how I keep getting more information. Grom and Sale. All right, yeah. So that makes Kershaw a little bit more expendable. The fact that he has Degrom and Sale. I just don't like. I'm okay with the giving away the Contreras and getting Ramos back because I know Contreras is absolutely much better right now. But I still think like I'm with you. I think Ramos can turn this around and it could be more even. You know. Yeah, we we have enough of a sample size when it comes to Wilson Ramos that he's a good ball player. He should yeah. be better than this, right? And he has familiarity with the NL East. He played for the Nationals. He's played for the Phillies. He should be better. Right. And I was on him coming into the year, so I have a few shares. Yeah. So I still I've have been too, suffering. Yeah. yeah, I'm suffering with you. I yeah. got him in two teams. So Goldschmidt is the one that I I wish, but I guess you got to well, give me Pete Alonso might already be better than Goldschmidt. As crazy as it is to say, like I don't want to write off Goldie or anything. Mm-hmm. Still a really good player, but put them side by side right now. Pete Alonso's been better. And moving forward in the future, if it's a keeper league, he's going to continue to get better right. or at least be this good. Whereas Goldschmidt is going to start to decline sooner Eventually. rather than later. Uh, my, yeah, that's the thing. The third pick over the sixth pick, you got Stanton in there. You got, you know, and the third Tur- round Turner doesn't. The third round pick in a ten team league venture, you're going to get a really good player, right? There. So that's the big win there, and you got to you got to win with Stanton as a little bit of a keeper for the future. Uh, you know, for the rest of his career, if you want. Yeah, I would make. I, I would rather Turner. I think Stanton. is uh, though is, you know, no, no, no one void in this trade. It's a keeper's league or a dynasty league. Justin Turner's amazing. I stand by that. Justin Turner's getting hot. He's he not a, amazing. Justin he's hot. older, you know? Sure. And course. he's also injury prone. Sure. So that's why I think that's a kind of a, a null and void part of the trade. But when he's healthy, he's easily a top he's 10, amazing. top 12 third baseman. But yeah. this kid's obviously looking for the future, not win now, because he's in ninth place. So Justin Turner's a win now guy. All right, so, I mean, you get another asset in return, then maybe closer to the trade deadline, you him for more, you know, maybe. deeper assets. I do like the Alonzo part, the stand part. Yeah, third round pick. Do it. I would do it. We're all together on this. Yeah. We're all together on this. i do that. That's a big trade. Told you it's a monster. Big one, Greggy. All right, what else we got here? Um, I, we had some other questions that I, I think I'm going to run through and ask if that's, if that's right. Yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Fun last couple minutes. All right. Uh, would you drop Christian Walker for CJ Crone? I don't. As much as I like Walker, I don't have any shares of him, so I don't really know what he's been up to. The batting average down to 286. Um, 
The D-backs play... How many games is this? Six. They play six? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're probably similar players at this point. Seems like Christian Walker's slowing down a little bit. You get that extra game of CJ Crone. I said I'm, I'm cool all right with, with that. I said I'm cool It's with kind it. of a wash. A negligible. But I like Walker better. I yeah. think he does more, yeah. Doubles, uh, he's still, he's got three bags, but like, you know, Crone does one thing. He hits homers. Another wrong homers. I know, there's nothing wrong with homers, but Walker could Better homers, lineup, so. too, in Minnesota. Uh, slightly. I think Arizona could hit. Yeah. It's close. I, I, I'm all right with... But if you're the guy already holding Walker... Yeah, know, like, it, it, that's I don't what I'm saying. It's kind of a lateral move. It's a lateral move. Well, what do we have next, Greg? Head-to-head category leagues. Jose Berrios for Walker Bueller and Jose Quintana. If you need the starting pitcher depth, I don't have a problem with it. Walker Bueller, his past couple starts, he's looked really good. I was watching some of that on, on Saturday night, Craig. Walker Bueller against Max Scherzer, it was a sick game to watch. So this is. Toronto de- Parra hit a, uh, I think it might have been a pinch hit grand slam to take the lead in that game. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't off Walker Bueller, though. Bueller was awesome in his last couple of starts. Uh, he's looked a lot more like himself. So if you need starting pitcher depth, I have no problem right. trading this away is, Berrios to get Bueller and Quintana. Right. This is Quintana's been really more, good too, Venture. This is a classic depth, uh, you know, quality versus quantity thing. You know, trade quality for quantity. But you're also but you getting quality of Bueller, Bueller, yeah. It's almost as good as Berrios. I wouldn't say that. Berrios is really good. Berrios is the best pitcher in the league right now. Come on, Venture. I mean, let's be serious. Yeah, is, it, is he the best pitcher in the league? He's in, in league a good right spot now. because he plays in the American League Central and he yeah. doesn't have to face his own team. Yeah. So he gets to face the Indians, the Twins, the White Sox. It's a good spot to be in for right. sure. But I agree with you. You're getting Bueller. The upside is possibly a Barrio. So you're get, and you're also getting Quintana, who's good, not great, but you know whatever. Top thirty solid, 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 yeah. solid SP four. So you're getting depth, and you're getting a guy that could be you know on the Barrios level eventually. So I, I like it. I would do it. I mean, it, it, I don't know. Keep his league though. Keep his league. I wouldn't do it. I would hold on to Barrios tight, tight. Yeah, but Walker Bueller is still super young too. I know, but I'd want more than that. All right. I mean, Berrios is proving himself as an elite ace right now. You know? In a keeper's league, that's hard to find. It is? Sure. Jose Berrios. Very good. Um, Next one, Pat Fagan in our chat. Carlos Correa and Zach Wheeler for Matt Chapman, Dansby Swanson, Marcus Stroman. That doesn't seem very fair. Say it again. Matt Chapman, Dansby Swanson, Marcus Stroman for Carlos Correa and Zach Wheeler. Mm. Correa Wheeler side is much better. I mean, you'd have to have like a really bad third baseman to want to make this deal. That's why you're getting Matt Chapman. Yeah. Wheeler, in my opinion, is much better than Marcus Stroman. He, it hasn't yes. been the case yet this year, but well, Stroman got his upside is much higher than Stroman's. Mm-hmm. And what was the other guy, the last guy there? And Dansby Swanson, who's like, yeah. whatever, replacement yeah. level shortstop. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, look, I don't want to downplay it. He's been pretty good this year. He's cooled off a lot. But I do like stuff. Matt Chapman a lot, Greg. I think it's a little bit closer than you're, you're leading on, but I, I would rather have the Correa and Wheeler side. Fair enough. What do you think, Venture? I agree. Yep. Would you drop Rugnet Odor for Miguel Sano? Um, That's a you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If, you just need, if you just need power, I mean, they both have upside. Both gonna should struggle with batting average, but Odor has a little bit more stolen base potential, so 
I guess it comes down to what you need. If you just need power, I'm all right making that move. You get Miguel Sano. You're not scared that Odor could... No. Get sent back down? No? Or Um, or you can't get sent down, actually. Odor or Sano? To me... Odor. I'm dropping Odor. I'll drop Odor for Sano. Sure. Yeah, because he's batting 130. Like I mean, batting 130. Yeah. It's bad. (laughs) It's bad. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what, Greg? Through the first two months last year, he sucked too. Sure. You know, from June on, he was great. That's what, I like, get it. I he's understand. a really streaky guy. I get it. It, it. It's tough, especially if you're playing a head-to-head league where you need consistency. He's one of these guys where in Roto at the end of the season, uh, he could easily you know, get that batting average up to you know, 250 by the end, and, and kind of like what he did last year. But I, I did have higher expectations for him. I don't know if it's the fact that he got hurt. He's striking out a lot more this year. He made huge strides last season in that second yeah. half, and it's just it hasn't carried over. He's dropped. Damn you, Rugi. Yeah, he's dropped. Fell for it. Man. I fell for the improvements of a 25 year old player. But, it, you know, but he's it's okay. Really young. But he could still turn it around. He can. It's just like his range of outcomes is so far. Right. Because like last Very. year, 253, 18 home runs, 12 stolen bases. That's pretty good. The year before that, he gives it 30 home runs and 15 stolen bases, but hits 204. <laughs> so his range is like. He's gone as far as low as 204 batting average for an entire season, as high as 271. He has 230 home run seasons under his belt. Yep. He has three double digit stolen bases seasons under his belt already, and he's still only 25. So that's why, like, the, the upside is tantalizing mm-hmm. in the Texas Rangers lineup, in that ballpark. How's his walk rate this year? It's, it's around where it was last year. So 7.6% last year was 8%. In every other season, it was below five. Right. So he's still walking more than he has in the past. It's not like he doesn't walk a ton. Right. But that, he, he's still walking more than he did early on in his career. But he has a 38% strikeout rate. That's the biggest problem for him. Right. If you have such a big strikeout rate, you need to have a high walk rate because you don't have that plate discipline. You could easily bat 130 like him. Uh, you could easily fall off the map. So it's dangerous. It's a dangerous game with guys who don't do that. You want to see good plate discipline. So if you see that growing a little more, maybe he could turn it around. But... Like, this guy is not, not, not a guy who hits for average. Like he, it's very hard to yep. get a lot out of him. He's yeah, going to be no, super he'll never streaky. Hit for average. I yeah. mean, what I was expecting from him is, if you give me 25 and 15 with a 250 batting average, right. like I, can, I, can, you know, I can take that batting average. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But I was expecting a nice little power-speed combination here. He does mm-hmm. have three homers, three stolen bases, and only 25 games because he missed time. But overall, big disappointment so far from Odor. It's been Odor. It's been, it's been a disaster for Odor. I do miss Hodor. Odor. 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 Do you think Rudin Odor watches Game of Thrones? Sure. And he watched that scene I, and he I was do. like, hey, that's me. I do. <laughs> I do. I, I'd like to think that. I'd like to think so. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But yeah. whatever. Yeah, whatever. We'll, we'll just believe it. I'm not sure if he could watch that show. Chris, I didn't ask you. Um, what do you think happens next week? In the, in the show? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that it's pretty. This would be the obvious thing, though. Jon Snow kills Danny. I think he ends up killing Danny, and he ends up taking the throne. And everybody's happy because you know a really good person's on the throne. I doubt that's going to happen. I think that might happen, but that seems too predictable. We need something crazy. Yeah, that seems too predictable. Something's going to skew it in a different direction. Somebody else is going to be on the throne. I want to see John on the throne. Did you notice there, there was very few trailers last night? You normally get something. Oh, so short. Yeah. Yeah. That was like 10 seconds of nothing. Nothing. They can't, yeah. What I don't understand is you saw last night, like all these, all like the Dothraki, and you saw all the, um, 
Let's, we'll Unsull- Unsullied. Unsullied, yeah. They're all supposed to be dead. The, the, the whites killed them. Yeah. How are there so yeah, I don't know how they have so many left. They're all back alive again? Yeah, I, I don't know either. Great, great worm locked them all out, and now they're all back? Yeah. That, you, especially Dothraki. Yeah! Those, the Dothraki were the dark. first ones that went they went dark! And only like 10 came back, maybe, right? So I was like, wait, first thing I said when I saw the Dothraki, I'm like, where did all these Dothraki come from? I was, I was saying that to myself from? as well. That was ridiculous. This is the first confusing. thing I thought. Yeah, it is. The Goldblum Company was a disaster. So dumb. They just got destroyed. They built, up they the built, built it up for nothing. Built it up for nothing. <laughs> Unbeatable army. Snap a finger. Harry Strickland goes down. Greg, yeah, I might have our, uh, our next sacrifice. Oh, no. Jonathan Loisiga, scratched tonight. He's Luis Sessa t- receiving the nod instead. Oh, man, it's a bullpen game, that means. Yep. Throw with Loisiga. I don't, it doesn't say anything. has had injury issues his entire career. No reports indicating that Loisiga is dealing with an injury. It's expected that he still, uh, will still be available out of the pen for the series opener. So maybe they're doing like an opener show. Maybe he says he'll open it. Maybe Luis Sessa was for one inning. Was he scratched or they're just doing Luisa? Sessa as an opener? No, yeah. It says won't make his scheduled start Monday. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see. Yeah. We hope. All right. <laughs> we hope. We'll take a break. When we come back tomorrow, we have a whole lot more to talk about. Oh, so that's why I was like, Greg, it's the end of the show. Oh, I understand. <laughs> all right. I had to make sure. That's just a venture. It's very sample. <laughs> I'm Greg Sussman. We'll do it all again tomorrow. We, we hope. hope.